0: Okay, so tonight we're going to be continuing with our series of shiram on the Esser Sviros. And tonight's shir is going to be on the Svira of Chachma. And the title of the shir is going to be Chachma Wholeness. Because as we're going to see, one of the fundamental traits of the Midah of Chachma, of the Kayach HaNefesh, of the psychological mood, or the form of spirituality through which HaKadosh Baruch Hu discloses himself associated with Chachma, is going to be very much associated with what we might refer to as a sense of wholeness. Now, a number of haktamos that are important to keep in mind as we discuss chachma tonight, namely, that chachma is still part of the gimel ration. Like we spoke about last week, the Esther spheros can be broken up into two categories, or two ma'arachos, so really two camps that have their own halachos to them, that have their own determining factors and laws that regulate the status of these spheros, and more importantly, how we speak about these spheros. And we spoke about the Gimel Ration, the first three are going to be Kesar, Chachma, and Bina, associated with the, the, the center of the head, the right brain and the left brain. And each of these spheros represents the transcendental space wherein HaKadosh Baruch Hu is still operating, still functioning, so to speak, in spite of the fact that it's within the realm of limitation the functionality of these spheros is an unlimited form of expression. So that when it comes to the day-to-day experience of our lives, as represented by the lower seven spheros, from chesed down to malchus, the Gimel, ration, keser, chachma, bina, still maintain a certain residual quality, a certain residual status of being associated with the infinite. To the point that from the perspective of the lower seven spheros, when a person speaks about the upper three spheros, they're referred to as Hanistaros, the Hashem Elokeinu. They are the concealed forms through which HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself, and the Haniglos, Lanulivaneinu, Ad Olam, and the revealed forms, the revealed spheros that HaKadosh Baruch Hu utilizes, are going to be from Chesed down to Malchus. Now, it's really difficult to speak about Chachma without speaking about Bina, which is going to be the topic of next week's shir. And when I say difficult, it's in theory impossible to speak about the two of them separately because already in the Zohar and the Idraba, we have a statement that Abba and Ima, Chachma and Bina, the father and the mother, the initial kochos that give birth to an individual, which are representative of their intellectual processes or the thinking process, are always unified. The yichud between Chachma and Bina, the unity between the epistemological mode of Chachma or the divine expression of Chachma and the epistemological mode of Bina or the divine expression of Bina are always unified to the extent that each one contains the other within it. The Pasuk says, Chacham the Havein implication being that within Chachma there's an aspect of Bina and within Bina there's already an aspect of Chachma and this inter-inclusion this unity is representative of the fact that in their essence, the two of them are simultaneous and also indistinguishable from one another. But for the sake of the shirim that we're giving, where we're trying to focus on each specific sphira as it can be applied to the human experience, I decided to speak uniquely about Chachma and to save a week for Bina, because anybody who knows me knows that Bina is, is where I find my chayos, is where I find my most exciting expression of Torah. So I want to make sure to relegate a full week, a full hour to speak about Bina. But when we talk about Chachma and everything that we speak about Chachma tonight, needs to be held with the awareness that this is really only true in relationship with Bina. Because Chachma and Bina are two fundamental expressions of how a human being looks at the world and in spite of the fact that at different moments one seems to take emphasis over the other, or one seems to take precedent over the other one, the truth is that even when Chachma is reigning supreme, Bina is still present. And even when Bina is reigning supreme, Chachma is still present. Because in the realm of the Gar, in the realm of the Gimelration, in that intellectual or idealized space, prior to and above the disintegration and the frustration and the fragmentation associated with the lower seven spheros, as we're going to see in two weeks, everything is unified. So when we talk about Chachma, we're also talking about Bina. But for the sake of expressing the particular qualities of Chachma, so to speak, we're going to focus primarily on Chachma itself. Now Chachma is going to be associated from an anatomical perspective with the right brain, the moya hayyimin. Now, this is not only in terms of the body, but it happens to associate itself with what we know neurobiologically as what we refer to as the right brain. Now, the classical split between right and left brain has been shown by neurologists and neuroscientists and philosophers of the mind to really be a misnomer, to really be a fallacy in the sense that there's nobody who really thinks purely based on their right brain or purely based on their left brain. But for the sake of our argument, the right brain, which is associated with the general qualities of knowledge, the open-ended, expansive ideas that precede the particularized forms of language and mathematical precision as expressed in the left brain or in Bina, that Chachma is going to be associated with the more artistic qualities or creativity as we're going to see. And so even within the realm of neuroscience, we see an expression of the distinction between these two epistemological modes of Chachma and Bina. Because Chachma, as really the first sthira, as the first expression after Keser, takes on a unique role, and it's almost a liminal space that's kind of configured between two polarities. On the one hand, Chachma is a direct emanation, is a direct outgrowth of Keser. And like we spoke about last week, Kesser, which is the highest point in the Seder HaShtalshalis, the highest point within our experiences of conscious awareness prior to the deep oceanic sense of unconsciousness, or on the ontological sense of how HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world, Kesser is the Ayin. Kesser is that point of nothingness that emerges out of the infinite, which still maintains a sense of the infinite with it, So after keser, which really the only way, the only mode of engaging keser is one of shtika, is one of silence because it's the negative theological impulse, which reminds us that the highest point that we can come in discussing the aspect of keser is saying what it is not because any positive assertion of any qualities of keser is already applying limitation to something that in its core is unlimited to the extent that we said in the name of the Ramak that there's even a machlokas amongst the Rishone Kabbalah, if Kesser itself should be identified as Ein Sof, as the infinite, or whether Kesser is an expression or the first expression of the infinite. And utilizing the Arizal's response to the Ramak, we saw that the two aspects of Kesser, the Ta'anug and the Ratzon, the pleasure and the desire, which are referred to as we're going to see in the next series of Shiram as Atik Yomen and Erech Anpin, both of those poles of Keser represent the binary that forms and, and expresses Keser in its totality. So on the one hand, Keser is part and parcel of the infinite, the lowest aspect of the infinite, so to speak, and it's also the highest aspect of limitation. So Chachma is the first expression of something that is measurable and something that is identifiable after the initial experience of Keser, which is why, based on the Pasuk in Eov, most of the Mikubalim who speak about Chachma point to the fact that Chachma is contained within the Pasuk that says, Chachma me'ayin timsa, that it's a yesh me'ayin, that the Chachma comes from nothingness, in the sense that preceding Chachma, preceding this aspect of knowledge or wisdom, I'm sorry, within the individual is nothingness, That this chachma, this initial expression of the mind in its activity, the capacity of a human being to think and process information, is not part and parcel of a cause and effect chain of a previous cause that leads to a secondary effect, but rather chachma is this ex nihilo expression, it's a yeshme ayin, it's something from nothing. It emerges out of nothingness. It emerges directly out of the unconscious state of the human being. Meaning to say that Chachma is not the end result of a process of thinking, but Chachma is the first instantiation of thought within the individual. And as we're going to see, Chachma or wisdom in truth is not even representative of any particular form of knowledge in the sense that it represents facticity, or specific facts about particular objects or subjects, but rather Chachma is the potency or the potential of thinking. Meaning prior to the fragmentation and the specificity and the precision of thought, as we're going to see it in Bina, which is already breaking things up into particular parts, or what is referred to in the Lashon of Chazal as ha-meivin davar mitoch davar, someone who has the capacity of inferring one thing from within the other to the point that it becomes a fully expressed idea, Chachma is the kernel of thought. Chachma is that initial point of birth within the mind that allows for all future thought to take place. And on this aspect of Chachma, in the sense that Chachma is simply the initial emergence of the potency of thought, we already have gematrios, we already have specific Ramazim that the previous Mikubalim would use to express this. Now the two Ramazim, which is out of the ordinary for me because Ramazim don't necessarily speak to this chilek of Torah for me, but there's two Ramazim that we're going to use to try and understand the nature of what Chachma is. Now Chachma, spelled out Chaf, Kuf, Mem, Hei, I'm sorry, Ches, Chaf, Mem, Hei, is going to be the gematria of 73. That's going to be the same numerical equivalent to the word golem. The word golem represents bare matter, matter prior to its expression and in any particularized form. It means the base materials that are necessary for the emergence of life, for the emergence of chayus and chayim. So on a certain level, chachma, is going to be synonymous with the sense of Golma or Golem, in the sense that Chachma is not a particularized thought as much as it is the potential materials necessary for thought to take place. And the second numerical equivalency, the second gematria that we're going to look at, is the word Chacham, without the He, which is going to be Ches mem, which is going to have the numerical value of 68. Now, the equivalencies that we're going to point out here are going to be two words. One is chayim, which is representative of life or vitality or energy that gives birth to activity, that gives birth to speech, that gives birth to expression. It's the vitality that rests underneath all particularized forms of expression. And paradoxically, it's also going to be the gematria of halal, which means void. Now all three of those words, Chacham, Chayim, and "halal," are going to have the numerical equivalency of 68. And the association is going to be clear. The association is as follows. If, like we said, Chachma is the first emergence of the potential of thought prior to the actual, actualization in any particularized form of thought, so chachma is, chachma is almost going to look like an empty space within the mind. It's the preparation for thought. It's when the mind is capable of emptying itself out in the meditative process of everything that filled it previously. Because (laughs) Chachma may ayin timsa. Chachma comes from nothingness. And in order for us to actualize Chachma, in order for us to actually give ourselves the ability to grasp the phenomenon of Chachma taking place, we need to empty ourselves out We need to allow our mind to rest still. We need to enter into a space of menucha, of calmness of the soul and calmness of the mind, which is very often associated with chachma, as we're going to see, so that only after we have this halal in our minds, only after we have this void or this vacancy in our mind where we have removed other thoughts, do we finally allow ourselves to fill it with particularized thoughts that this prior cleaning out of the mind, this allowance for the mind to be filled with all forms of potential prior to any particularized specificity or precision is the expression of Chachma. And that's why Chachma is going to be associated with the word Halal. Because in the meditative process or in the epistemological process, this stage represents the emptying out of the mind, the openness of the mind to all possible potential. A and B are both true at the level of Chachma. Everything is true at the level of Chachma. It's only at the level of Bina, which is going to be associated with particularity and distinction, and one thing being true and the other thing not being true, where we're going to need to choose A over B. But in the space of Chachma, in the pure potential of the mind, in its epistemological birth, the womb of the mind in its emptiness, the Chalal of the mind, what we need to allow for ourselves to do is make space for every possible option. And the only way to do that, epistemologically speaking, or based on our consciousness, is by emptying out the mind of any preconditions of what we think thinking might be. The second numerical value, which we associated with Chacham, with chacham is going to be chayim, is going to be life. Now here, there's already going to be numerous associations in Tanakh between Chachmah and Chaim. chachma techya es ba'ala, That Chachmah gives life to the individual. That the birthplace of life, what it means to be a functioning human being, what it means to allow ourselves to utilize the particular strengths of what it means to be human, is to engage with Chachmah on an emotional level, on an instinctual level, on a habituated level, There's relatively no difference between the human being and any other mammal. This is the birthplace of behavioral psychology, which sees habituatedness or habits or natural inclinations as the root place of psychological proclivity. On that level of the midos, on that level of our instinctual natural expressions, it's not clear the difference between a human being and a non-human being. On the level of Haskalah, on the other hand, the intellectual processes, what it means to be a thinking individual, a mensch that is trach, the mensch that is thinking, that is the birthplace of what it means to be a human and not a behema. That is the point of distinction between what it means to be part and parcel of the human race as opposed to secondary modes of experience within existence. And therefore, the openness and the potential of thought or the possibility of thinking within the individual is also going to be associated with the stamp of what it means to be alive. (laughs) Chachma gives us the ability to live our lives. And we're going to see further on that it's not only a distinguishing factor of what it means to be human, but it's also the koyach. Chachma is also the koyach, the strength that we have that allows us to be mitgaber to overpower and overcome and move through and beyond the traumatic breakages and suffering that human life is littered with. So it's not only the determining factor of what it means to be a human being, but it's also the factor in our minds, the epistemological state or the phenomenological mood through which we're capable of overcoming the difficulty of what it means to be a human being and all the vicissitudes that come with it. Now, Chachma, as a thinking process, is very often associated in Svarim with the lashon of baraka a thunderous expression or lightning bolt. That Chachma emerges into the mind, like we said, ex nihilo, me ayin timsa, it comes from nothingness. It comes from that infinite potency of the mind in its deepest unconscious form. Prior to any distinction, prior to any actualization, prior to even the possibility of saying what I'm thinking, the mind exists in an oceanic sense of nothingness, where all things are equal to all other things. Positivity and negativity merge together. Expression and repression merge together. Love and hate merge together. Being something and being nothing merge together. That's the state of Kesser, That's the state of the dance between ratzon, desire, and ta'anug, and pleasure. When Chachma emerges, it emerges out of nothingness. The way it emerges is in a punctiform form. The tiny point, the Yud Chachma Kaduma, like we sing by Rashbi, that when we look at the Tetragrammaton, the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Yud Kei Vav Ke, Chachma is associated with the Yud because the Yud is representative of a point, a minimal point, the most minimal expression of writing possible. Because when a thought takes place, it contains everything within it. Chachma is my ability to see a thought in its totality, in all of its possible manifestations. The potential within the thinking of Chachma is infinite. It's undistinguishable. It's undefined. It's not particularized. It's not separated into any actual postulations of knowledge, but rather it is the potential of knowledge. It is the material through which knowledge emerges. But when I experience Chachmah, what takes place is it's a bolt of enthusiasm. It's an immediate expression within the mind of mine yube, it comes from nowhere, that allows me to see an idea in its totality. So for example, if I want to build a house And I need to go through the processes of building a house through all of the ten kochos of my nefesh, through all of the ten spheros. Like we spoke about, the desire to build a house and the wisdom of how to build a house and the understanding, the bina of what it means to build a house and then the expression of building the house through all of the seven lower spheros. First and foremost, prior to the construction of a house, there needs to be the full picture of the house. I need to be able to envision within my mind's eye the full picture, the full expression prior to any distinction, prior to any particularity. That is what Chachma is. Chachma is my ability to see the house in all of its entirety, to conjure up in my mind's eye the entire image of the house with no particularization. There's no distinction between the basement and the garage, between the the windows and the doors. Everything appears in one fell swoop. Now, this Ka'ach of Chachma which allows for me to see the totality of things, the interconnectivity of things, doesn't allow me to descend into the particularization of things. That's going to be associated with Bina. Bina is going to be my ability to discern the difference between a basement and a den and a living room and a kitchen, and the parameters of what it means to build a kitchen versus a basement, and the measurements that are necessary. But from the perspective of Chachma, there's no difference that I see everything in its totality. I see the full comprehensive picture, which is why Chachma is also going to be associated with Re'iyah. Chachma is associated with the visual sense of the individual. What what is referred to philosophically speaking as ocular-centric knowledge. Ocular-centric knowledge, seeing things from the mind's eye, My vision has perceived lofty levels of knowledge. This is already something that is found clearly in Greek theory as well. The Nazir HaKadosh, Rav David Kohn, S'chusir Ganeleinu, the Taman Mufak of Rav Kook, as we're going to see next week, wrote an entire sefer called Kol Hanavua, trying to show how Judaism or Yahadus or Torah is the opposite of this ocular-centric knowledge. The opposite of enlightenment, the association between light and knowledge, or seeing visions in the mind's eye. Because for the Nazir, everything was about the voice. Everything was about the ability to hear the inner voice of Bina. And that's something that we're going to discuss next week, Bezra Sashem. But when it comes to Chachma, Libi Ra'a Harbe Chachma the sense of vision and the sense of Chachma are going to be deeply associated with one another, primarily because when I look at something, when I look at a picture, I'm capable of beholding all of the entirety of the picture in one fell swoop. When I look at a piece of art, when I look at a house, when I look at an architectural construction, I see the entirety of it. My vision does not descend into the particularities of things. My vision doesn't naturally pick up on the distinction between one room versus another, or one you of color versus another you of color. When I see things, I see them in the whole. I see them as a totality. The level of Chachma is the ability for the human being to understand something intuitively in its fullness, prior to its disintegration, prior to its fragmentation, prior to the necessity of rebuilding the picture from scratch. Because after Chachma, we enter into a space of fragmentation. We enter into a space of gvuros and severity, which is associated with particularized forms, where one room is separate from another. But while I operate at the level of Chachma, which is pure life in its essence, which is that empty, vacant space of the mind that is prepared to receive any thought that emerges into it, I am capable of discerning the entirety of the picture at once. And as we're going to see, by the level of Chachma, this is lamal Yusa. This is a, a praise by Chachma. Because Chachma operates on a level that is ideal. Chachma operates within the human mind on a level prior to the descent into the reality of the world. Bina is the birthplace of reality. Bina is what's referred to in the Zohar HaKadosh as dinin misabrimine, That it's impregnated. It's the birthplace. It's the origin of severity and judgment and harshness which create all fragmentation and all separateness. Chachma remains in its primordial form prior to that. Yud Chachma Kaduma. Contained within that tiny point, within that tiny Yud, within that infinitesimal expression of expression, is contain the all. Which is why, like we said in Rachmi Lin in the on the Osiyud, that the Yud is also going to be associated with the word Dayo, or Ink. Because any time that I want to write anything, it starts off with a tiny point. The tiny point, that Yud, contains everything within it, that primordial Yud, that Yud Chachma Keduma, associated with Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, whose yard site we're getting ready to celebrate on Lagba Omer, contains the all within it there's no distinction and that you that infinitesimal point contains the infinite within it because prior to this disintegration and fragmentation into particularity that point that condensed point that emerges out of nothingness contains the all it contains the potential of any particularized thought that can possibly emerge Now, in spite of the fact that all of the information is not there, it's the potential of information. It's the chayim. it's life prior to the emergence into particularized forms of experience. It's the Chalal, it's the empty space prior to the emergence into particularized forms of things that fill the vacant space. It's the Golem, it's that raw material prior to our decisions to create something specific. Chachma, as experienced within the individual, is the sense that I contain multitudes. I contain everything within myself. Am I able to express it? No. Chachma is already associated with shtika. Siag chachma shtika. A gate for chachma. You want to keep chachma in a real way? You must be silent. Because if I try and enunciate, if I try and express through language, through articulation, through diction, through particularized forms of words, I'm already emerging into a space of fragmentation. Bina is the birthplace of speech. There can be no speech without fragmentation. Prior to the emergence into particularized forms of ideas, I am saturated with the all-encompassing sense of not being able to say anything because I contain everything. And the moment that I try and articulate one thing, it already means that I'm not saying 99% of the other things that I'm capable of saying. And because Chachma contains the all within it, the only mode of expression for chachmah is going to be Shtika. And we see this in Chazal and the Admorim of Chabad and Rav Hillel Parachur, in particular, in his parish on Shar HaYichud from the Mitla Rebbe, expresses explicitly that when we see in Chazal, that a Tana or an Amora was silent in response to a question or an issue taken with their statement, that doesn't mean that they didn't have an answer. But that silence is the sense that I still know very deeply, intuitively, that my answer is correct, but I cannot allow it to emerge into language because if I allow it to emerge into language, I'm already losing sight of that intuitiveness that allows me to know that I'm correct. Because Chachma exists prior to language. Chachma exists at the level of Shtika. Which is why when it comes to Rabbi Akiva, when it comes to the Asara Haruge Malchus, when it comes to trying to understand the difficult questions of suffering, meaningless suffering, Existential meaninglessness, meaninglessness, and all of the different variants of the questions of the Chalal HaPanui that Rabbi Nachman expresses in the sixty-four teaching of Lakutim Maharan, The only way to be mitmoded, the only way to face these questions, is with an awareness that yes, there is an answer. Yes, there is an answer that contains the answer to the myriad forms of questions. But the only way that we can access that that answer is by way of sh'tika of Shatak Rav, of Rav was silent, of Siag L'Chachma because by Chachma, enunciation and language is already a descent into Bina. Because by the level of Chachma, by that baraka maverick by that initial burst of enthusiasm that we experience within our minds in the form of an Akuda that sees everything in its totality, that sees everything in its ideal state, we're all differentiation, we're all particularization, we're all separateness, we're all confrontation, where or all machlokas in the world seems to fight against itself. At the level of Chachma, we have the ability of seeing how it's all unified. It's all contained with that original Yud Chachma Kaduma. It's all contained with that originary primordial point that contains the all. Chachma is our capacity to sense that in spite of the fact that we live in a world of fragmentation, in spite of the fact that we live in a world of separateness, the initial emergence of existence out of nothingness is in its primordial sense where everything is contained. Chachma is associated with the word yesh. This is what the Shari Ora points out, and it's also explicit. Chachma me'ayin timsa, yesh me'ayin, it comes from nothing. And this yeshus means pure existence in its purity, the sense of being alive, the sense of Chaim, the sense of being a vacant receptacle, a Chalal that is prepared to receive all forms of flowing thought and creativity. That at the level of Chachmah, there's no stiros. Somebody who has the capacity of living from the perspective of Chachmah doesn't see distinction a disorientation between good and bad in the world. Because at the level of Chachmah, we have the ability to recognize that everything emerges from the same koach. Everything is born out of that same potency that contains the all within it. That nekuda katana shakalela sasakol, that infinitesimal point, that yud, that contains the infinite within it. And because if we were truly to try and express the infinitude of the matter, there would not be enough ink in existence, the only way to express it fully is by the most minimal form, which is the point. Very similar to the period at the end of a sentence. A sentence is associated with bina language is my attempt to say things, to say something specific and particular. The period at the end, that tiny point, is representative of the simple fact that in spite of saying everything I needed to say in this particular sentence, there's an infinite amount that is left unsaid. And I wish I could try and say it, but there's not enough time or space or energy within the world to be able to say all that there is to say. And everything needs to be contained within that tiny period. That tiny dot, that tiny yud at the end of a pasuk, at the end of a word, at the end of a sentence, that tells me that yes, there's an infinite amount more to say, but the only way to express it is this tiny period which says, Ad kantavo, do not go any further because siagla Because the gate that allows me to contain chachma within myself is going to be silence. And this is what Rabbi Akiva is answered. When he asks about the suffering in the world, Allah be silent. This is how it emerged in the will, in the thought, or by Moshe Rabbeinu when he asks, when seeing Rabbi Akiva suffering, Masreiko When he comes to that point of Achdus at the end of his life, after being Dorish Kol Koitz every moment of pain in his life was Nidrash. He learnt it like a piece of Torah. And at the end of it all, he comes to this point where he suffers and he's Megala, he reveals Achdus. He reveals that there's a unity to everything. Moshe Rabbeinu, when he sees this, he says, "Zutar The angels say, Zutara Is this the Torah and is this its gift? Is this its reward? And the only answer that HaKadosh Baruch Hu could give, the only answer that God could give is, Shtoik kach Allah b'machshava. Be silent because this is how it emerged in thought. Thought is chachma. Chachma is Koyachmah. The Zohar points out that the word chachma can be broken up into two words, koachma, the power or the potential of whatness. Because chachma precedes the specificity of ideas, but it's the ability to be aware that there is such a concept as ideas. It's that primordial intuition that exists within the soul that emerges out of that primordial unconsciousness. The first birth of thought, which contains the all within it, is the sense of ma, is the sense of what. What in the world is going on here? What is going on there? What is going on inside? What is going on outside? What is going on up, down, middle, left, to the right, to the left? Nobody knows. Chachma is that sense of ma is the sense of his shtomimus, of simple, deep questioning. The Shari Ora says in a beautiful Lashon that Chachma is the birthplace of She'ela, it's the birthplace of questions, without an answer. Because by Keser there's pure silence. The inability to express anything positively, and we can only speak about it by way of negation because it's so deeply connected with the infinite. Chachma, which is the first instantiation of yeshus of somethingness, of existence, that's the birthplace of questions. That's where we have the ability to ask what is going on here, but it ends with that. There's no answer to the what that is asked by Chachma. But it's the koyachma. it's the potency of asking what. And when you look at the word Machshava or thought, it's also ma. It can be broken up into the two words chashav. a person has thought, ma, what. That it's the thinking process that doesn't allow for any closure any particularized forms of knowledge because it contains all manifestations of knowledge within itself. That Chachma contains the all, it's the expansivity, it's the I contain multitudes because both are true at once. It's the birthplace of Elu va'elu divra'elekim chayim. And when we talk about Chachma, when we talk about Re'iyah, it's the ability for a person to see everything in its totality to see everything prior to its descent into particularization. And this is why we see in multiple places the statement of Chachma. Chazal have numerous statements that they associate with Chachma and the phenomenological mood or the epistemological mode of thinking that is associated with Chachma. On the one hand, Who is a Chacham? Who is a wise individual? Someone who is capable of seeing that which will emerge consequential thinking, the ability to be in the present moment and to be able to perceive the future and to bring that future into the present and to think based on that unexpressed future. Meaning to say that, I can be where I am right now prior to the expression of the future, prior to the expression of that which will emerge, and I can sense intuitively that which will emerge. And on a spiritual level, what that means is that Chachma is the ability to contain the all within myself. The fragmentation of temporality of past, present, and future, that triadic structure of time which gives birth to pain, as we discussed in our Shir in the the series of addiction of one moment at a time, or in the Shir in Reshmi Milin of Osvav, which is connecting the past and the future, past, present, and future temporality is associated with Bina is associated with the seven days of the week or the disintegration of unity into particularized forms of time, particularized moments. But at the level of Chachma, past, present, and future are contained within that punctiform form, that tiny point, that infinitesimal point that contains the all within it. And so I can sense the future already. This was the Koyach of Yud Chachma Kaduma. He was able to see the future already in the present. He was able to paskin based on things that had not taken place yet. He was able to see the future as emerging and existing within the present because that vision, that enlightened vision that is capable of seeing the all prior to its disintegration, prior to fragmentation, is capable of seeing everything at once. So, Chacham haroa esanolad. Who is wise? The individual who's capable of seeing that which will emerge afterwards prior to its emergence. Which is why Chachma is so often associated with Ruach HaKodesh in Chazal. Because it's that initial burst of enthusiastic thought which contains spiritual prominence over and above human thinking. Another idea in Chazal in terms of trying to understand Chachma is Ezuhu Chacham Mikol Adam. And here the Maharal is deeply instructive in his Perish Derech Hayim in, in Pirke Avos, the third Perech, the first Mishnah in Pirke Avos, where he describes what does it mean to say that Ezuhu Chacham Ha'lomen Mikol Adam. What it means to say is that Chachma is an openness to everything, Chachma is what precedes expression is what precedes enunciation, is what precedes particularization. And therefore, at the level of Chachma, we can't even say that it's a form of thinking. Chachma is the preparation towards thought. It's my ability to see all possible options, not as contradictory to one another, but as allowing one another to take place where A and B animate one another in spite of A and B fighting against one another like we're going to see in the world of Bina. And Ezehu Chacham Halomin Mikol Adam, the Maharal, says that what it means to be a Chacham is to have the Cheshek for Chachma. It's not so much the specific expressivity of intellectuality or thinking or thoughts or particularized bite-sized pieces of knowledge that determines Chachma but rather it's the openness of thought. It's the preparation that I have in my mind, that golem, that unformed energy, that empty, vacant space within my mind prior to any particularized form of expression, which allows me to be open to every part of Chachma, to be lomed mikol adam, to the point that there's really no distinction whether I'm learning from the chutz or the pnim, whether I'm learning from outside or inside, because outside and inside, chitzonius and panemius, is only distinctions that apply to the world of bina and lower than it, to the place of good and bad, of, of positivity and negativity, of light and darkness. But by the level of chachma, there's really no distinction where prior to differentiation So by Chachma, the determining factor of Chachma is an openness, a cheshek, a desire to learn from any place. Because the magnetic force of the empty space of the mind that is vacant at the level of Chachma, in truth contains the all within itself. And there's something profound that the Rebbe Rashab expresses. The Rebbe Rashab, in his... Torah Shalom, the Sichos, the private conversations that were held, not the Ma'am Marim, which are nifla in their own way, but the private conversations, the Siach of the Rabbi Rashab, the conversing of the Rabbi Rashab with his Hasidim by way of menucha, When he refers to Chachmah, he uses a Lashon that is very unique in the writings of really the Admorim of Chabad in general. He expresses it once, at least in the Hemshek Ayan Beis. And it's expressed in the Semach Sadak as well. But Chachma is referred to as Koyacha hispachtus, the ability to be open, the potential of openness for the human being to be prepared to be mevatal themselves, another unique trait associated with Chachma, because at the level of Chachma, there is no ego. There is no sense of particularization. There is no sense of I am right and he is wrong because all it is is the pure potential of knowledge. Openness to the fact that there is a zerem, there is a natural flow of light that descends from on high, from keser, down into the depths of my neshama, down into the depths of what it means to be a thinking individual. Now make no mistake about it, this openness of chachma, the fact that chachma precedes and is prior to any distinction and any differentiation, does not mean that it doesn't play a significant role in all factors that take place afterwards. Chachma Chachma is what gives birth to life. Chachma is the yeshus. Chachma is what it means to be an individual. It's the Shai Olamos, the 310 worlds. The Shai Olamos that the Zohar refers to as the gift of all tzaddikim, which share numeric value with yeshus. That a tzaddik who's capable of expressing this idea of chachma experiences true life in a real way, what it means to be alive what it means to, to live life, that prior to any considerations of how or where or why or when I want to live my life, it's the deepest expression of life itself. It's the Chaim. It's the Chaim Sha'al Nimcha. It's the life that we desire from a Baruch Hu prior to disintegration, prior to particularization. And the gift of Chachma and the truth of Chachma is that we actually have access to this. Chochmah is not simply something that exists within the epistemological register of the individual, some fantastical emergence of thought that only exists within the mind. But according to Hasidus and according to Kabbalah, Chachma is the way that we access. chachma is the way that we connect ourselves to the true yesh of existence. That when a person speaks about cognitive therapy, about CBT, about about cognitive behavioral therapy or REBT or rational emotive behavioral therapy or ACT, what a person is discussing are ways of dealing with reality. That reality is a given. And these are tools that I have to try and fantasize and change my perspective of reality. But according, according to Chassidus and Kabbalah, Chachma is a very different idea. By entering into the space of Chachma, by emerging out of the lower levels of myself and entering into that primordial space, that Kodesh HaKadoshim that exists within the right brain of my mind, of accessing Chachma, that Koyachma, that, pot- that potency of thought, what I access is a true place that has the capacity to change my reality. Like the Balshemtov says, and like the Lebav Hussein who yelled at the top of his lungs, ha-Adam, that wherever I think, there I am. That when I access the level of Chachma, I'm not simply evading the struggles of day-to-day life, but I'm on a certain ontological reality-based way, fixing the reality. That in my mind, I have the Kayak to be Mitbarer, to clarify all of the pain of disintegration and fragmentation. That there is a place within each and every individual that Chachma Kaduma, that place of tahazi, of come and see, where I have the ability to see everything in its totality, where once I access that place, yesh inyan shayit Pechakol, I have the ability to flip everything around. And in spite of the fact that in the Olam HaMaisa, in the Olam Hamidos, in my chesed, Guru teferas, netzah, yisoid malchus, things are broken and disparate and fragmented and fractured and suffering if I have the ability to elevate myself back up to that place of Chachma, that Yud Chachma Kaduma, that infinitesimal point of Yud that contains all possibilities within it, inyan kol, I have the ability of fixing everything, of clarifying things in my Chachma, of thinking good, of trach good, design good, like the Rebbe used to say, of thinking good and then it becomes good. That is not simply a positive psychological statement, but rather is an ontological reality. That there is a place in my mind that I can access prior to and within any distinction and differentiation where all is git, where everything is good, where everything is clarified, where everything is purified. And if I can be mitmodeid and I can contemplate and think in that place, I can live in that place. I can be a chachmah Mensch, I can be an individual who instead of seeing separation and disorientation and fragmentation and suffering and concealment, I can see... Everything is good, kula asisa, that the entirety of reality is based on chachma, on, on the expressivity of Ayan, of the Shai Olamos, that Yeshus existence transforms into the Shai Olamos, and this is the idea that Rabbi Nachman expresses so powerfully, that La Lava, we're told there's going to be a kium of revelation, of people having access to things that were hitherto concealed to them. And that's going to be access to Gan Eden. That's going to be a re-entrance of the mensh, of the adam, of, the um- of humanity, back into that primordial womb where things were perfect. But even prior to that, even prior to that experience, we have the ability to taste it. We have the ability in this moment right now to access Chachma within our minds. Which is why, O'ylamechat hira'e b'chayechah the promise Khar Ha'al give us, which is that a person can see their world in their days, is associated with Tira, of seeing, because it's the sense of vision, which is associated with Chachma, of Libi Ra'ah Harbe Chachma, that my heart has seen such deep wisdom, the eye of my mind, or the third eye of my mind, that Makom of Chachma Kaduma, has the ability of experiencing the next world in the present moment, and it's only by way of vision. And that's why that when Rabbi Nachman talks about Gan Eden, or based on the Tikkuni Zohar, we see that Eden, that garden, is associated with Chachma. The Nahar HaYotze Me Eden, the river that emerges out of Eden, that particularized form that emerges out of that fullness of the body of water prior to any distinction or individuation, that Nahar, that's Yotze Me Eden, is going to be Bina. Lahashko Sasagan to irrigate the field or to irrigate the, the garden, is going to be all of the lower midos within ourselves. So Eden is going to be associated with Chachma. The Nahar that emerges out of Eden, as we're going to see next week, is associated with Bina. And the Gan, which that Nahar is coming to irrigate, is going to be the lower midos in ourselves. So when we see in Chazal, according to Rabbi Nachman, that Sadiqim yoshem that when Chazal try and give a determining qualification of what it means to be in Gan they say that the righteous will sit with their crowns on their heads. And Rabbi Nachman points out something unique. He says it doesn't say itrosehem al roshehem. It doesn't say that their crowns will sit atop their heads, but rather the statement of Chazal in Masechet Sanhedrin is itrosehem Biroshehem that the crowns will sit within their heads. And Rabbi Nachman explains that because Chachmah, this crown of Chachmah, exists within the individual, that it's not a question of being garbed with a crown that is outside of our capacity at this moment, but rather it's the ability to discern and uncover the Atara, that crown of Chachmah, that exists within our minds at the present moment itself. That Ezahu Haroa Asanolad, who is the wise one? Someone who is capable of seeing beyond the fragmentation of temporality, seeing beyond the, the past, present, and future fragmentation, which makes me anxious and depressed and unable to fully live in the moment. And it allows me to realize that everything is contained in the now, everything is contained in this particular moment. And Itra Sayyam means that when I access Chacham within my mind, I can live in a place of that I see my lifetime in my days, that I can be mivato myself, that I can recognize that my ego simply stands in between me and the true reality of yeshua HaElyon, of that true Yesh that is Mahapech Shai Olamos to the three hundred and ten worlds of pleasure and connectivity with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. This is also what Chazal mean when they say Da'il Hakima Biramiza that it's enough for the wise person to simply get a hint of something. Now, there are two ways to understand this. Either the hint is enough to give the intellectual person the ability to discern that which will unfold later on, so that the hint is simply a mode or a symbol that allows me to access some hitherto undisclosed knowledge. Or, on a deeper level, Daiba the hint is enough. Because the chacham, someone who has access to chachman, there's no difference between a hint or the full expression of something. Misha Toifes says chelik etzem, like the Balshemtov teaches us, someone who touches an aspect of etzem, Toifes etz etzem kulo touches the entirety of existence. But by the level of chachman, there's no distinction between part and whole, or hint and full revelation. The hint is enough. Like Rav Kook says, remez is where shetivos rei that by way of remez I have the capacity to disclose the true essence of things. And da'il hakimah b'ramizah means that the hint is itself enough for me to understand the true totality because by Chachma there's no difference. And to end the shir on Chachma with something that is appropriate for this week of Lag Ba'Omer, like we said so often in the shir tonight that Rashbi is associated with Yud Chachma Kaduma, the Zohar HaKadosh in contradistinction Two, Talmud Bavli is associated with Tahazi. When the Zohar opens up, it says Tachazi, come and see. When the Gemara opens up, it says Tashma, come and hear. As we're going to see next week, Bina is associated with shmia of dis- disintegration and distinction, of Tre Kali Loy Mishtai, if two voices can't be heard at once, because it's either A or B. But by Chachma, I have the ability to see everything at once, both A and B are true. What Rashbi did for the world, what the Zohar Kadosh did for the world, it was it opened us up, it gave us a taste of that which is standing at the ready to be revealed in the future. Of Chachma, of Tachazi, of coming to see, seeing everything in its totality. Which is why when Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai says, Bahai that with this book, with the study of the Zohar Kadosh, you'll come to be redeemed from exile, there's two ways of understanding this. On a Bina level of separation, it means that if you learn the Zohar Kadosh, then you will merit as a result of your positive learning in redemption, that there's a cause and effect. But on a level of Chachma, where everything is contained in the all, in that particularized, punctiform form, in that tiny point, that infinitesimal point that contains the infinite of undifferentiated potential, Baha'i Safar Yafkin Megalusa, by learning the Sefer itself, by accessing the modality of epistemological knowledge or knowing of Tachazi, the person tastes Geula in the present moment. Baha'i Safar Yafkin Megalusa, when you learn my Sefer, when you learn the Zohar Akadosh, it is as if you are experiencing Geula in and of itself. And this is the Psicha, Chachma opens things up for us. Pia Pascha V'Chachma. That wisdom, that knowledge, that Chachma opens up the gates. It gives us the ability to enter into the Zerem, to that flow of spheros, which we're going to be coming to discuss in future weeks. In Be'ezras Hashem, next week we're going to talk about Bina, and we're going to see how all of the particularized fragments, all of the particularized points that descend away from that unified totality and holistic sense of experience are deeply connected and deeply rooted in Chachma, and Bina is going to be the bridge, the Eim HaBanim, the mother of the children, that which gives birth to all of the lower seven Sviros, and we're going to see how each of those apply to our own lived experience Bezras Hashem.